um, something that I feel massively passionate about is that, you know, in, in, in 10 years time, perhaps maybe less frighteningly tech is going to play such a huge part in, in business. But one thing that Siri doesn't have an answer for is a momentary problem, something that happens immediately. We need to be, we need to be better at thinking on our feet. Hello and welcome back. This is Exit Real. I am Tracy Duke and this is where leaders create leaders. Now produced by Felix Northover and recorded here at the stunning Deer Park Country House near Exeter, we ask the question, what does it take to thrive in a world of both challenge and opportunity? And most importantly, how do we build the resilience and leadership skills to get us there? Now, of the six human needs, it's the desire for significance that can make or break us, arguably keeping us trapped in that crazy eight cycle more than any other. The need to be recognized and valued in both our personal and professional lives is one of the most powerful driving forces. Acted on in a healthy manner, it can add huge value to our world. But desired for unhealthy reasons, it can be the very anchor that holds us back from reaching our greatest potential. Now, my guest on the podcast today is Guildford-trained stage and screen actor and singer Tom Vesey. With a 15-year career that has spanned the globe, he'll be the first to acknowledge that his own quest for significance during his early career was far from ideal, but that the lessons he learned back then have stayed with him and made him who he is today. But before we get into our conversation with Tom, I want to give a quick shout out to the award-winning team here at the Deer Park. If you're looking for a truly magical, one-of-a-kind of experience for your events, then you can be assured that the Deer Park will deliver and then some. The Deer Park is a stylish and exceptionally relaxed country house, a perfect marriage where impeccable hospitality and modern thinking blend seamlessly together. Weddings are their forte, inside or out, pared down or turned up. Corporate events and house parties too, literally anything goes. The entire house with its beautiful lounges and its dress to impress code is here for the taking. They'll supply the backdrop, the ambience and all the right ingredients and you'll have the freedom to ask for anything. From the beautifully cozy treehouse honeymoon suite to the stunning Georgian orangery centerpiece through to the simply magical outdoor summer house, each breathtaking backdrop is yours to personalize. For more information on the Deer Park or to visit, please follow the link below. Now, now let's jump into our conversation with Tom. Tom, welcome to the set of Exeter Real. Hi, so nice to be here. What a wonderful place this Deer Park is. Uh, you told me so many things and it really is stunning. It's so amazing, thanks. isn't it? Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful, warm, warm place. So Tom, we've chatted a few times now and I've always come away with a genuine sense of authenticity from you. You know, the overriding film feeling that I get from our conversations is that you're a guy in a good place you know incredibly comfortable with who and where you are in your career right now but you haven't always felt like this Um, and I know you've been through some difficult times over the years so let's jump into conversation with some background um, and some of life's earlier lessons. Sure so I was born into a family of music Um, both my 
parents are classical musicians um, and all of my family all playing in the same orchestra. So <clears throat> music was always a huge part of my life. Um, I ended up going down the singing route more than instrumental. So yeah, singing became a, a huge part of my life. Mm. Um, my mum my tried me out on the violin. Um, her friend Vicky actually taught me and came out of the room one morning um, after a lesson and said, I don't think uh, the violin's for him um, based oh. on lack of practice and concentration oh, okay. um, but I carried on singing um, singing was huge for me um, taught myself the piano over the course of years um, and have sung in many many places around the world beautiful beautiful I can see as soon as you mention the word singing you light up there yeah yeah it's such a natural thing for me I, I, I've been very lucky to be able to sort of naturally sing um, but now <clears throat> I do a lot of vocal vocal coaching and coaching at CTA for the children yeah. um, along with songwriting. So music has always been a huge part of my life um, and I think sort of moulded me into the human I am today. Okay. Um, going on from there, um, I spent a couple of years at Guildford School of Acting where I learned yes. my trade, um, the skills in acting um, that I possess are skills that I want to now cross over to both the kids at CTA and um which is the Creative Theatre Academy yes, which we're yeah, going to sorry, yeah, jump into yeah, a little bit Theatre more Academy, later yeah, well, um, so yeah went went to Guildford School of Acting learned my trade um something that I now feel passionate about passing over to um the business world the, the educational yes. world um and everybody who wants to listen um and it was it was after that then I went into straight into um a tour of America with the 12 okay. Tenors which was fantastic wow. experience lots of early life lessons learned there okay can um, you tell me more well i mean so aside from the singing we had a lot of time to spare mm. um so socially it was a fantastic experience um missouri is a beautiful place mm. um relationships in and out learned a lot of um sort of early young man lessons you know went through hurt Yes. Went hurt hurt people. Yeah, as I we think. all have. As we mm. all have. But, but you know, something that I sort of take away from that is um, the value of those lessons. Yes. How you, how you, they might not have been good at the time, but how you reverse what them you and, and turn them into a positive thing mm. um, to affect you and the people that surround me now. Mm. Um, so... Absolutely. I'm glad I went through those things. Um, mm. it, it, it's more well, the thing is, who, yeah. you know, I, um, if, uh, listeners of the podcast will know I interviewed Phil Sampson a little while ago, who mm. is renowned for, um, for, for being one of our um, most prominent kind of leaders. He's a leadership expert. And one of the things that, that I certainly took from that podcast and one of his lessons is that who here among us hasn't messed up? Yeah. You know, who hasn't made a mistake, but it's what you learn from that. Yeah, that's the important thing. If you, and this can be both professional and personal, I think, if you make mistakes, that's fine. Mm. We should be open to making mistakes. It's the lessons you learn having made those mistakes yes. that, that are the important ones. And if they mold you into a better person, mm. again, both personally and professionally, um, certainly for me, both of those are relevant. Yeah. Um, I can sure. only see them as positives. Mm. Um, so that was my so my early career was singer with the Twelve Tenors. Um, then I came back and I spent some time on Emmerdale. Yes. Um, 
Yeah. What was your character? Um, well, his name was Lee, but I think he's more famously known as Sleazy Lee. Sleazy Lee. <laughs> um, <laughs> From what I know, he kind of swooped in, seduced and swooped out again. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> I was surprised when they said Sleazy, but I went with it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, so that, was, that was good fun for me. Um, lovely experience on television. Mm. Um, a wonderful cast. Mm. Um, that was probably a turning point, though in my career um why um well so in between uh, as everybody probably knows being an actor isn't all plain and simple when you're in when you're in it's great when you're not great and when you're not you're doing doing things that perhaps perhaps you don't want to be doing i mean a story that sprang to mind this morning on my way here was um i had the pleasure of being a 10 foot inflatable energizer battery um, yeah, and I had to wander around in silence. This mining. is between jobs. Between jobs. So yeah. one minute's all glamour and showbiz. Exactly. Um, and it, for me, it, it, so one of the turning points was how badly do I want to be an inflatable battery, really? <laughs> um, you know, how can I take more control over this? Um, <laughs> it was things like that. I was also, I worked for my family's building company, which, yes. you know, wonderful building company. Um, but, you know, Ultimately, I didn't want to be a roofer either. So it was okay. energizer battery, roofer. <laughs> then you get the wonderful contracts for a certain amount of time. Um, sure. so, okay, so so how do you deal with the kind of your sort of mental health state of mind when you are in a position where everything's going great, it's glamorous, it's beautiful, you're feeling like someone, you've got that significance that, you know, we know we all crave. And then going from that to... (laughs) I think now... inflatable battery. (laughs) Sure. I think now it's easy to see the funny side. Yes. But at the time, obviously it's not... Honestly... The the boy behind that energizer battery was <laughs> deflated, which which I'm lacking sorry, lacking in energy. Yeah, lacking in energy. Yeah, it's it, it can be deflating. Mm. Um, but so how do you, know, you deal whether, with it? Whether it's whether it's as an actor or as a person. I mean, for me, you know, that turning point was how badly do I want to be an actor, or how how do I used what I have, hmm. used what I learned as an actor, used what I had in my training to take and give to okay, other people. Okay, so it's those skills. What can I do yeah, with those skills? The skills, can are I so, the, the skills are so unbelievably valuable. Hmm. Um, you know, we talked before about the, the value of improvisation, um, yes. thinking on your feet. Um, something that I feel massively passionate about is that, you know, in in... In 10 years' time, perhaps maybe less frighteningly, tech is going to play such a huge part in in business. But one thing that Siri doesn't have an answer for is a momentary problem, something that happens immediately. We need to be we need to be better at thinking yes. on our feet. And facing innovating, challenges, dealing facing with challenges. Facing challenges immediately, yeah. which, you know, ultimately Siri is a very clever thing, but um but can, they can't can help she, you when it's Siri, yeah, what do I do? Yeah, can she improvise in the moment? The answer is no, but can mm. the skill set that I learned as an actor... And we can learn them. Yeah, absolutely, and I think they're so valuable um, and something that I'm, you know, here to push. Let's talk about self-acceptance then and that point where you get to that point where it's, you know, well, what do I want to do 
and then you you sort of because that's that's not necessarily an instant decision is it it's something that comes over time and you say yeah acceptance um acceptance for me was struggling with what what i think i should be Mm. um as opposed to what others not what others what so what i think i should be what i think i should be achieving where i think i ought to be professionally early on in my life that felt as though it had to be in within acting okay um you know i should be the lead role in this i should be a regular i should be in a film by now yes those pressures pressures, mm, yeah those pressures that we put on ourselves, um but also then moving forward from my acting career I I went through a phase of okay I want to utilize the skills I learned as an actor how do I then do that um you know I followed various different entrepreneurs um Gary Vaynerchuk who's massive in multimedia but he one thing he is and is so good at is being himself Mm. now this is a skill I didn't have okay because you were so used to being someone else I think so but I think it was also you know I think as an actor you train to be other people Mm. but I think what's forgotten is is how do you be you okay how do you take pride in what you are and the message you have to send um, without having to try and base your career around what someone yeah, else's someone life is. looks like. Um, so for me, um, and this is this is a turning point I've only taken, you know, over the last two or three years, um, I'm finally happy in my own skin. Mm. I'm, I'm happy with the message I'm trying to send. I'm happy with the journey I'm going on as a businessman, an entrepreneur, um, maybe even an actor still. Yes. But, but it was, it was, I think it was a, there's like a, a fuzzy time where I was putting on, yeah, messy, messy where I was confused as to what I should be doing. Okay. Which is actually something that we all go through would you agree massively I, think I so. don't think that we can you know spend 40 50 60 years on this life without you know getting to points where we sort of start discovering who we are what we will accept what we will tolerate what we won't tolerate yeah and that can be messy change is always messy yeah I think also it's an openness to know that you're not under pressure yes I think as a youngster and and this is again something I feel massively passionate about. As a youngster, we put and again with social media as rife as it is, we are put and we put ourselves under so much pressure to become something. We yes. see we need to look this way. We see we need to have this car, have this house. Um, so from very young ages, we're made to feel like we have to be something hmm. without having time to grow, experience, make mistakes, mm. um, and, and learn for ourselves that it's it, the best way to achieve is to be yourself. Yeah. Um, but quite often we don't have the time to be ourselves, no. especially when we come through a school system that insists on the highest standards where we don't allow our children the time to make mistakes. Yeah. Because the curriculum can't cope with that. We're stuck. The curriculum is stuck. If if you make mistakes, you're wrong. 
Um, and in my opinion, that's such a ludicrous way to learn. Well, it is because then we step out into the real world and all of a sudden we're making mistakes and we're feeling, oh, what have we done? We screwed up. We've messed up. Absolutely. You know, we should... And I think, I think that that's important for my journey for sure is that, you know, finally I'm, I'm comfortable and I'm, I feel as though I'm learning and I'm accepting my surroundings. Mm-hmm. At school, did I do brilliantly well? Absolutely not. Because, mm-hmm. I, because again, once you're wrong, you're wrong, you get categorized mm-hmm. and you get put down to a lower set and then you're, you know, you might not understand, but you're in a class full of yes. 35 people that are all trying to learn the, the same way. Um, yeah. So I, I think I think this is an important topic. I, mm. I think you know we should be looking at ways to incorporate mistakes mm. into everyday learning. Absolutely, I have this thing where I, you know, I, um, you know, I have so I have three boys, and I went through a phase of, you know, at the end of every day, I would say, well, "How did you mess up today? What did you do? And what did you do to put it right?" And just being allowed, being given permission to make mistakes has such an impact. Yes, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, this is something that we try and push at CTA all the time. We have offered a really plain, empty space, an empty foundation platform for these children to to make mistakes. Try, yeah. If you have an idea, go for it. Yes. It might not work, but then but don't be disheartened try again mm. come back with more intelligence um then they're learning yes. a- as am i i mean ultimately that's how i'm doing it yeah. i'm i'm 33 they're eight yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean but um but you know if i i think if i'd been given a platform like that as a youngster yes to say go make mistakes try things out improvise learn from those mistakes keep coming back keep being persevering um beautiful what a lovely way to learn absolutely and then those skills they take forward with them whatever whatever direction they then take and then so i I, we we've spoken before about the idea of kind of breaking the rules Mm -hmm. and being given so i have this kind of mantra i guess like i would never obviously i would never break break the law that's a whole different (laughs) 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 a whole apart from that one time but we won't go there um so we won't i don't break the law but you know what you have to break the rules occasionally you have to absolutely i mean this for me this for me is what innovation is Hmm. if 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 we lived if everybody lived everything if, if lived everything they did by by simple rules hmm we would be bored more than anything. Um, you have to break a rule. St- staying out that five minutes late, there's a buzz to that. That's quite a fun feeling. Maybe even 20 minutes, sometimes even an hour. If you push that, it, there's a buzz. There's a taboo to it. Yes. Obviously, so as, as a person there, you know, you, ha- you have to be able to break the rules. You have to be able to make these mistakes um, sometimes for fun. And some mm-hmm. and sometimes it goes well, and and there is no comeback. But also, you know, there's something to be said for breaking the rules, and you come back with a with a lesser a consequence, yeah. a lesson learned. Yeah. Um, but again, that's so transferable to work, to business, and work, and and design. Mm-hmm. You know, we would never have the Dyson Hoover, for example, if mm-hmm. they hadn't 
broken rules along the way. Yes. You know, so, yeah. so yes, 100% break the rules. Yeah. They're there, they're guidelines, um, but I think the best things happen when you take risks. Absolutely. We have to take risks. You know, I think there's, you know, I, t- I talk about the, the sort of six human needs and one of those needs is the need for uncertainty. So we need certainty in our life, but we also need uncertainty and we can only have that uncertainty if we're taking risks and if we're curious. You know, I think one of the most important lessons or understandings that we can go through life with is just that, you know, stay curious. Yeah. What happens if? You know, what if? There's that saying, um, curiosity killed the cat or kills the cat. Yes. Um, and in our previous conversations, I've mentioned, I've mentioned lions. Oh, um, yes. yes. I, I thought analogy. about this before, but, it, but it, I think it's a nice analogy. You know, you go away to another, an unknown land or an un- unknown area of the world you're living in, whether you're a lion or a human being. And sometimes you'll get scarred there and therefore you know not to go back. Yes. Or sometimes you'll thrive there and so you'll expand. So uh, as, a, as an analogy, is, it's a really, for me, it's a really clear way to look at it. Sometimes you'll go and you'll break that barrier and you'll, you'll come back with a scar, one that you know you'll never go back to. Yes. Or go back to it with a different approach. Yeah. If you break a rule, break a barrier and thrive in that new area, then you can continue to yes, move forward. I get it. So absolutely break the rules. Yeah. Absolutely. So there's a thrill with it as well, isn't there? Yeah, there is. There really is. Yeah. To, to 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 break down your own personal barriers and challenge yourself to make those decisions is for me, one of the biggest kicks, you know, if someone had said to me when I was an actor, you'll one day be talking on a podcast about all of these things in your life, the rule, the rule breaking, the career, the childhood, I would never, I would never have believed it because in my head at the time I had, I've trained to be an actor, rule number one, I've got to get the acting job, rule number two, do you see Mm -hmm. what I mean? And so and the the most refreshing thing for me now is that, yes, I did train as an actor, but mm. I've taken new paths and learned new lessons along the way that's got me to to here. Um, and it's thanks to those rule breakings, thanks to that barrier. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I get, I get it. And, it, and, it, and it's not always going to work out in your favor. And I know, especially as an actor, you know, rejection must have played a big part in that career massively yeah and you know I know that you openly count yourself as someone who kind of um who needs significance which again is one of our six basic human needs so if you have significance as your driving force it can't have been easy to kind of face rejection so how have you learned to deal with that because you know let's face it that plays a huge part in all of our lives and it's something we can't avoid yeah you you chase, or uh, I say you, I, I'll, be, I'll be, be completely open and honest. I chased both career goals as an actor and I chased relationships, um, both for the same reason, significance, acceptance. Um, mm. Personally, that came from an insecurity, I think. Mm. Um, professionally, I, I, at the time, I, I was looking for 
acceptance as a professional, you are good enough, you will make it. But I think the two are actually very similar in that I was chasing two things that gave me that feeling of acceptance, love, passion, and then as a career, ego. But it's it's through the mistakes both I made as a as a as a young man, young guy, yeah, chasing love, chasing lust, getting hurt, hurting, that have made me the man that now loves my beautiful wife as much as I do. Yes, um, and similarly, similarly, the rejection, the disappointment, um, the put downs in the acting world that I came across have also molded me into the professional that I am now. So I think it, it's it, it's important and I think and this is a message to anybody that is is thriving as a professional it doesn't matter whether it's an actor or not. You need to come away from those lessons with a positive. Yes. What first of all what can I do to improve either as a person mm-hmm. if it was a mistake you made? then be honest with yourself and say that was that was me that was my fault and, mm. and that won't work mm. in the future and professionally also sometimes it's because you made a mistake in my case you didn't perform the monologue quite as well or you you didn't do the song or sometimes you're just simply not right mm. And I think that's the other thing that's really important. Sometimes you aren't right. Sometimes sometimes the timing isn't right. Um, and so so it's important not to come back and blame yourself all the time. Yes. It, it's important to reflect. Mm. But it's also important not to blame yourself. Okay. And to understand that there, you know, we 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 we're not perfect. We're no. we're human. And you know, we're a question that I'd love to ask is, you know, where is the line between perfectionism and being your best self? You know, does perfectionism even exist? Or when you get to what you perceive to be perfect, is it not perfect because you can do something else better? Are we constantly chasing? I, I don't think it's a bad thing to chase perfectionism or perfection. At what cost, though? I, but you just it, for me it always comes back to honesty nothing nothing will ever be perfect you mm. will never be perfect if you found I, I, if you found perfection then where do you go the journey ends so yes so yes strive to make something beautiful strive to make something honest strive to make something that that people want to hear mm-hmm. or people want to look at or see. Mm-hmm. What a beautiful thing to keep striving for. But to think you'll get there is, again, to go back to what I said earlier, is, is boring. If we all got to perfection, yes. then where? What's next? Yeah. So so I think I, I think I strive to make CTA perfect. I think I strive to make myself perfect. Mm. But along the way i will always make mistakes along the way i will i will always find yeah and that's okay and and i'll find reasons why just when i think i've maybe made it 
to perfection, something will fall and drop and yeah. make me realize that it's never it's never going to happen that way. So yeah. so to strive for perfection is a good thing. Yes. To to be honest with yourself, to know that you'll never reach perfection is a healthy way to to Very healthy. live. For sure, for sure. Hello, we are Susanna Bramwell and Sophia Gallucci-Giles, the President and Vice President of Exeter University Drama Society. We hold socials and professional development events for our members throughout the year and we are trying to widen our reach to connect students with creatives based in the southwest and beyond. If you would like to get involved, please email us at sb953 at exeter.ac.uk. That's sb953 at exeter.ac.uk. We are also both involved in Exeter University Theatre Company and have some great upcoming shows, including Medea at the Barnfield Theatre from the 14th to the 16th of March, Revolt She Said, Revolt Again, which will be performed in May, and Ella Hickson's Boys, directed by Sophia. Boys will be touring to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival in August at The Space at Nidru Street. I'm also involved in Theatre with Teeth, a new writing student theatre company where we develop bold and experimental work whilst also delivering theatre-making workshops. If the work we create excites you and you'd like to support us and Student Theatre, please drop us an email, connect with us on LinkedIn or like our Theatre Company Facebook pages. Okay, so so let's then move into talking about the Creative Theatre Academy because I know it's a huge passion. It's your biggest passion and focus right now. Um, and that's the Creative Theatre Academy, which is here in Exeter. And you co-founded it a couple of years ago with your business partner and your close friend, John. But that was a vulnerable and ambitious step to take in an uncertain climate. Um, you know, and there would have been a significant amount of financial investment in doing so. You know, what was the driving force behind your decision to start the academy? Because I'm guessing from the conversations we've had previously and, and this, this morning that the, the driver was far more than financial gains. It was one beautiful story. Tell me. A young girl um, who John actually taught suffered with severe dyslexia and she wanted to enter her story into the 500 BBC 500 word story competition John being the lovely man that he is said I will help you in every way I can to get you there and he he had the story he was handed the story and it I I won't do it enough justice but the story is that a, a young girl would walk to the bottom of her garden every day. Um, I imagine the White Cliffs of Dover. And she would see a ship sail past every day. On that ship were different characters, pirates, aliens, cowboys, characters from the Titanic maybe, each time different characters. And then one morning, there there was no ship. There were no characters. So she slumped up to her garden uh, out of a uh, out of a garden back up to the house and as she walked a balloon flew down and it had a message inside that said you can be who you want to be oh that's beautiful and at that moment both john and i were close to tears at this point for for two reasons the first reason that it was a beautiful story yes the second was that it had been 
held back by the constraints of education okay that that she had to be right right and if if had it not been for john's passion for her and her storytelling that story may never have been read so mm. immediately i needed and so did john to create a platform for young children to be able to express themselves in any way so we do this through the fundamental training of acting. They learn acting, script writing, singing, songwriting, dance, choreography, and then theatre and technical design. But one thing that we say, which I think sets us apart from all of the other theatre schools, is that we have a platform for everybody. We have a platform for everybody to come and create and find their feet in a creative environment. Okay. Some might go away and be actors. Some might go away and be singers, songwriters. Some will go away and use those skills in law, in mm. hospitals, in in business, in in life. Yes. So the most important thing for Creative Theatre Academy and the message is we have a creative platform mm -hmm. for everybody mm. to imagine and create. Beautiful. And I actually saw this first time with yourself a few weeks ago when we were at an event together and got into conversation with a young guy who was about to launch a business. And I remember going into that and sort of thinking about one aspect of what he could be doing. And instantly you were able to jump in there with this. You saw the story. You yeah. saw his story and you were able to kind of think of, I, I guess, an alternative approach that neither neither of us or his media company had thought of. So it was just bringing those skills from, you know, from your training and skills that the children are learning into everyday life. Absolutely. Away from the stage. Absolutely. And I think, you know, th that's why I am now happy with where I'm at. Yes. Because I finally feel I have such valuable skills to offer companies like that that we yes. met the other day. Um, so if I have those skills, then I want to pass those skills on to everybody who comes to CTA. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, so those, I mean, so the, so the skills that your students are learning, and it is beautiful. And I, you know, I, I can't advocate and and sort of shout enough about how important those creative skills are for our young children because not everybody's going to be an academic you know it's just it's not going to happen and even if you are an academic you still need to be you know our industries now so engineering and all of those industries require creative skills so they're needing the innovation the quick thinking the improvisation um you know which those they're going to take with them far beyond their time at the academy and have those positive effects. It's beautiful. Yes. Yes. They On will. behalf of all parents, thank you. No, it's a pleasure. <laughs> I mean, come and see us. Come and see yeah. us, everybody. You know, we, we offer a, a free taster session straight away to everybody, anybody who wants to come. Yeah. Um, you know, ultimately, we want people in there creating, um, yeah. first and foremost. I think something you mentioned just earlier was was the financial aspect well it's all self-funded at the moment okay um and the 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 profit of it is is far from the important side 
Okay. Um, for us, the, the like I said, like I've said, the most important thing is that we have this platform. We're lucky to have this platform. We're lucky now to have created it. It's working. Um, now we invite. We want people through okay. the door. We want okay. people in there creating, imagining. All right. Um, so kind of moving from sort of thinking of it as, as a business side of things, is an investment something that you would consider going? De- yes. Definitely. Yeah. And and so what, because I know myself, I've been involved in, or just kind of researching and, and getting a better understanding of the whole angel investment, um, you know, process and how that all works. And that's a, that's a scary, complicated process. But is that something that you've considered? 100%. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, what a wonderful opportunity to, to create a platform where children work to create a piece of musical theatre and, and take it to the West End. What, what a wonderful opportunity that is. Now, we're in control of one school at the moment, um, but but wish to expand and 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 create these opportunities certainly along the southwest. Now, when we decide it's a good time to do that, of course we'd be looking for investment, one hundred percent, always. Yes. Um, we couldn't we couldn't physically do no, it no, no. without without yes. um, help in many many ways. Okay. Um, but one thing that we're hugely passionate about is getting it getting the Exeter School set where you want so it's that platform that's the DNA essentially yeah because I think if I think there's a risk also of expanding far too quickly yes yeah that's and that's something that comes up a lot it's like if if you're going to do this you have to get the foundations right otherwise you'll be you're building on you know pillars of salt and pillars of sand you know you have to get the foundation and and again something that comes up is the is credibility you know, you have yeah. to build on credibility and get the trust. Absolutely, um, and also it's it's a journey. It's it's a journey of discovery. We don't have an answer. We don't know. We don't know the perfect. We yeah. don't have the perfect. And there answer. isn't. Is there a no. perfect? Well, this going back to it's, this. It's, <laughs> it, but it's that you know we're discovering along the way. We're learning. We're learning how children thrive in that environment. We're learning how we've made a humongous discovery, which is that they're learning fantastically in mixed groups, mixed age groups. Mm. You know, we didn't know that okay. to start with. So Bit of trial and error. we're learning trial and error. We're getting there. It's, it's, it's a fantastic opportunity. Two shows in the West end now. Um, okay. So, um, like if I look to the, the bigger picture 10 years down the line, I mean, I know you said you, you have kind of, ideas or visions for for academies along the south coast um what what do you think are you going to be your biggest hurdles to making that happen is it mainly sort of finance based no well you know i think finance aside i think i think as a brand we're very very attractive mm-hmm. um so i think that's by the by what i think will be our biggest challenge is finding like-minded creatives hmm. to run those schools okay so basically to be you and john but in the different yeah basically. because i think that you know the the risk is and this is the biggest risk and the biggest worry and something that we don't want to get wrong is we don't want to leave exeter behind hmm. um so so i think our biggest challenge will be to find like-minded creatives like john and i who can who first of all have the same values and creative values as we do that then 
want to run these schools okay. in and around. Perfect. I mean, the options are endless at that point. Yeah, for sure. So now, so you're you're based in London, and the academy's here in Exeter. What drew you to Exeter? Of all the cities you could have chosen, why Exeter? And what is it? What is it about Brand Exeter that attracted you? So John is John is local. John's Devon boy. Okay. So he he before CTA was even a conversation, he would always want to bring me back to Devon, show me his sound, show me show me the bars, show me the beaches, the wonderful walks, the wonderful opportunities. So we've got some good rugby down here. Absolutely. As and well. the rugby, of course. <laughs> yeah, how did I forget? Um but he you know, he was passionate about Exeter anyway. Mm. Um he also did his masters at, at Exeter University. So um he knew he knew the area very well. He'd had a wonderful time at Exeter University. But but the one thing that, you know, for me, this is discovery. I didn't, I took his word for it. I mean, mm-hmm. he's my best friend, so why wouldn't I? Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing for me that stood out is how how much it's thriving. How how mm-hmm. many wonderful businesses, wonderful people like mm-hmm. you. And oh, thank the, you. <laughs> you know, that I've had the pleasure of meeting over my, my time, my very short time in Exeter. Um, it's, it feels like an exciting place to be. It is. It's um, very exciting. You know, and it does help that both of us are mm. avid rugby fans. Yes, um, so, we're doing quite well. So so <laughs> we're delighted with the progress of Exeter Chiefs, of course. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's fantastic. What a wonderful place to be. Um, you know, I'm hoping to... I'm hoping to spend more time here and maybe even one day call it my absolute base. I'm very lucky that I have family yes. very nearby. So yeah, it's yeah. So it's my second base. For yeah. sure. Um, Beautiful. But for the people of Exeter, I really do want to call it my first time being. <laughs> well, you'd be very welcome. We're a friendly Thank bunch you. down Thank here. <laughs> All right. So so let's kind of move towards uh, to, towards cl- closing this one up. Um, and so when it comes to work and career, what would you tell your 21-year-old self? What's the biggest lesson that you've learned Stop and breathe. Mm. You have time, is the message. Mm. Um, To back that up, it's so easy to put yourself under pressure Mm. from social media, parents, schools, society. Mm -hmm. But your time will come. It will. You will will get what you want. You have to work hard. Mm Mm-hmm. You have to stay consistent. You have to stay honest. You have to stay truthful. Stop and breathe. You have time. Perfect. Tom, thank you so much for joining us. There'll be links below to all of the to all of your social media sites and to the website for the Creative Theatre Academy. And you know what? Keep doing what you're doing because our young people need you. Thank you. It's a pleasure. You're welcome. Thanks so much for listening to my conversation with Tom. For more on the Creative Theatre Academy and the work he and his partner John are doing, you can look them up through the links below and get involved. Now that's it for today's episode. If you have a chance, please rate and review. Hit subscribe to keep up with new episodes and pass it along to a friend. 
Thanks so much for listening. I hope you'll come back next Friday for more. And in the meantime, you can check out our coaching sessions at exitareal.com.